transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. so creepy every single time i hear that it's like <laughs> this weird like zoom has to let you know that they're listening uh, <laughs> anyway um kate i i'm sitting down here with somebody i haven't seen or zoomed or talked or whatever with it i feel like way too long uh caleb mcgrady say hello to any hot dogs that are listening please hello hot dogs <laughs> i hope you have mustard or ketchup only on you <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, you know, a straightforward kind of hot dog uh, endeavor. That, that's, this is, don't worry. Every podcast, we warm their buns and we, you know, get them ready for <laughs> for whatever they're doing next. Don't fuck around with hot dogs. No, no, hell no. Uh, yeah, man, I feel like it's been, uh, you know, I think Nick quoted it, which is probably fairly accurate, like probably roughly 10 years uh, since I feel like I fucking saw you. And I, I like, I, you know, I, that I mean, is a huge gap. I think we've like, maybe like through other people, we probably talked. Like, I mean, Jeremiah, you know, I always, I always ask him when we were working together, I'm like, how's Buck doing? Same, same. Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, we like had interaction through other people. You're right. But oh, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to turn the air conditioning off. You're good. If you want to, if you want to edit this shit out, it's all, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, like it was like, you know like the the degrees of separation sort of thing you know and uh i feel like for my part i got really stuck over over here and i uh so you know that's one of the things i've been trying to express to everybody is that like you know fuck dude i've missed you guys like <laughs> I mean, we all we all kind of me and nick were talking about it just the other day like um he sent me some some sad poem or something yeah, yeah about some guy and all his friends moving um, away after high school and and that like we we're kind of commiserating on that moment where we both felt like oh everyone left like yeah know, what do we do now yeah yeah it was uh i don't know man i mean like some of the other podcasts i've been doing with the guys like we've been you know talking about some like you know like like it's funny because it's like in the, in, the, in the timeline it's like junior high age shit you know like you know high school shit and and then you know yeah it's uh it's wild how like all of a sudden just boom you know like uh i feel like one by one we started like trying to like get directions for ourselves and like stuff like that and uh anyway i've just been really like enjoying like trying to like get in touch and like get get this web going a little bit again you know i know i I love it i mean yeah i'll run into people periodically like randomly and just happened to work with jeremiah for three plus years or yeah um or you know see dusty or rex again or, i mean i always like i remember making a point of when nick told me he was joining the military i was mm-hmm. like well i'm gonna be the the squeaky wheel that gets the the grease like i'm yeah. just gonna annoy you because 
you're not you may leave but you're not going anywhere no for real. <laughs> well and that that's a whole thing i actually wanted to ask you about like uh what what you when did you join the military um i think it was t- uh i signed up and was officially enlisted at the end of like 2013 yeah and so i i went in 2014 like um in january yeah and and uh, how many how many years did did you did you stay in the military? I only did two. Okay. Um, there was a lot of downsizing going on at the time. Like they were reducing force and stuff, and I mean there was just a lot going on with, uh, I mean stuff like at home. I was stationed in Colorado. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. At Fort Carson, and um, uh, yeah, my my mom had. Uh, she had breast cancer. She's doing good though. Um, my brother was having a, a rough time with with some stuff, and he's also doing well now too. Like everything, you know, got better. But um, I was married at the time, and up until I turned thirty recently, I was a divorced veteran under thirty. <laughs> Check that off the list. But <laughs> okay. it, it was a crazy time. But it was it was yeah, like you said, like the time to go out and figure it all out for yourself and and. You know what am i doing like yeah I'm like it's like it's that like, stupid trifold we did in high school <laughs> <laughs> i knew i should have worked harder on that thing you know <laughs> i think i put batman on mine for some yeah. reason <laughs> yeah i think i have a cape somewhere around that's probably collecting dust at this point but you yeah. know maybe i'll bust it out of it <laughs> uh, yeah no it's like that proverbial you just like uh go to the ocean you know you just like who am i you just shout yeah. to the waves you know but yeah, no, it's a, uh, so, uh, from, you know, a little bit of back and forth that we've had, you're, you're in school for aviation, ma- uh, mechanics, maintenance. Yeah. Same, same, but same, uh, yeah, I figured like same, same, but yeah. well, how, how'd you end up there? Like, how'd you end um, up on that path? It kind of actually works. Like, cause you asked about me joining the military. Like mm-hmm. I realized like, I kind of just been like, you know, looking at what certain friends of mine are doing and like, Hey, that's going well for them. Like, and I'll ask him about it. And I've always been interested in aviation. I grew up next to uh, Pangborn Airport. So oh, yeah, I was, yeah. you know, ever since I was a little kid, I was like, oh, planes. Uh, but Jameson is uh, an aviation mechanic. And wow. he was uh, he was always like, you got to come do it, man. You got to come do it. And uh, yeah, I just got tired of working odd jobs or, I mean, it was cool to do different things and learn new stuff. Like, For sure. like the farm with Jeremiah was awesome. Yeah, um, I, that's I, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, that's a, that, that was a whole other thing I was going to ask you. Is like, how the, did you did you jump from working the farm to uh, going to school for aviation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like it was kind of a little bit of a roller coaster. Like out of the military, I was like, okay, I got to find work, and a bunch of my friends worked at farms or other you know cannabis industry things yeah. and they're like yeah come do it and i already happen to know a fair bit from personal experience <laughs> so i was like okay i'll go do that and it was just a total shift from being in the military which is what i needed yeah. at the time um fair enough well what kind of sh- like what do you mean by it was a total shift just the the whole vibe like the culture of um i mean i i, I don't know it's like I've always felt less, caught less between... regimented or like, uh, well, actually, I mean, you probably have, yeah. a, I mean, on a farm, you definitely have to yeah, like, yeah, for sure. get, you know, keep shit under t- a schedule probably a little bit, but, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess what, yeah. Was it like a little, just like, you know, looser for yourself or your personality? Yeah. Like it was, I just needed a place where, cause when I was in, I don't know, I've always felt like that caught between worlds. Like I was like, I 
I enjoyed aspects of the military and I um, did well at that. And, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was fine. I, I wish it would have gone a little different. You know, it was wish for more, but don't regret it at all. But um, it was just, uh, I don't know, like most people were really cool, but like, I never really fit like in with everybody. I didn't have that like, in the army, we called it, you're way too fucking hua. Like, <laughs> you're, you're really excited about being a soldier, which, yeah, cool. That's yeah. great. Okay. But I was okay. just like, I'm here to do my job and learn. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Like, um, that, that is like, yeah, those, you know, those can be kind of clashing mindsets. So I imagine like, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, though you, you, you know, make, you know, the camaraderie can be there with, you know, with, with things. It, it, yeah, sometimes shit just doesn't click man and i don't know so so moving to the farm uh you obviously worked with jeremiah the did you like have uh like other co-workers that you just really clicked with that, that uh was it like a pretty decent environment to like just sort of be a part of yeah it was it was actually like it was kind of similar to in a way some ways uh, of being in the military for me like the camaraderie was there um, we all worked really hard um we all believed in what we were doing we liked it um and it wasn't until like years later that there was just kind of like, like i had some issues with the the boss and it was time for me to move on but yeah, okay. all in all like super awesome experience grateful for all that but i don't know i kind of felt like i seemed to be like gravitating towards places that sort of collect broken toys because the military has an aspect of that cannabis industry Definitely. some of that too yeah. and then even now like with the aviation stuff uh i'm like i'm on summer break now but all the classmates were just like oh what a bunch of crazy weirdos that it's like i don't know where else to stick us so yeah shove us in a hangar where no one can hear us talk <laughs> fair enough just talk shit amongst our amongst ourselves <laughs> yeah i'd, I'd I disintegrate in an office job. HR would hate me. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I, I can't imagine like the cubicle life. I guess like that's for sure. Uh, like I'm in school. Like I'm go. I'm working on becoming a librarian, and it's you know, it seems like a very long path. But uh, it's like one of those things. Like I think about the worst part about it would be like having to sit behind a, like the desk you know what I mean like but that's a you know and so that's like the way I study like the way the studying goes is we study like, uh, like school libraries and like how they function and public libraries and how they function so like throughout this entire uh you know course it's like you, you know you're kind of like trying to like figure out which direction you want to go amongst right. that uh and yeah yeah it's like I don't know. Like I've I've been working at cafes for far fucking too long, and I've loved the coffee industry. But it's like one of these things where you know, just recently, uh, you know, you look at the longevity of it, and you look at like where it's going and how things are stacking up, and you're just like, whoa, dude. I don't know if I do have a place here. I need to fucking move on. Yeah. And that kind of started forcing like a new direction. Like it made me start looking for a new direction. And when I finally landed on, you know. Uh, library services I was just like holy shit like the more I've been learning about it the more I'm like this is kind of my place but yeah. now, now within that I'm like okay now I gotta find which, my other place yeah <laughs> which, which one are you uh, gravitating towards uh honestly I'm really gravitating towards uh school system like the school libraries nice. I it, it seems like that one would require like a lot more uh 
like education to get into probably to be like an actual like to be labeled like a library librarian teacher but yeah i'm think i'm hoping i can get like my foot in the door and just like start you know getting it like work a job and maybe start working on like a master's afterwards so yeah you know. i actually when you told me about that i was that's what i pictured was i just had this image of you like reading a book to a bunch of like you know like kids in first grade no it's just like for a second like i thought back to like old times and was like that's kind of strange like yeah man but then at the same time i was like no that's perfect yeah like, it made me smile what the i dude i really <laughs> appreciate that like it's one of the first like i was taking this really interesting just like children's literature core, uh, class this quarter and we like the second week we were talking about uh, kids poetry and it just like immediately launched me like right back into like you know things i haven't like i really just haven't been on my radar in so long i felt like 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 shell silverstein's books yeah. uh there's this great like a uh, collection of, ki of kids poems called a pizza the size of the sun by jack perlutsky and you know it reminded me that like uh you know back in the day me and dylan standerford uh we wrote like a like we created this like a little ensemble book of like kids poems and shit like that you know yeah uh and it was just like damn dude like i don't know it's it's been strange like getting into this library culture because it's uh, simultaneously i'm like really getting into that but i'm also like digging into parts of my personality i think that i haven't really fucking dug into in a really long time yeah. and it's been interesting man it's like reawakening things you know i i feel like that would be i mean i mean i'm not sure like what age like you know if you i guess maybe you might do a, a very like if you're in elementary yeah. school it's a lot of different yeah. ages but um yeah, I, I definitely like elementary middle probably i could definitely like picture you doing that because like some of my favorite teachers were librarians and they were very like i mean they were really passionate about like that was kind of what helped me like really enjoy literature as a kid definitely. Um, and just like your stagecraft like i think I, I, when i when i think of you like reading the the story to the kids and i think like of you just making like faces like and but it's it's like such a good i think that's such a good mix because you know like i always knew you to be like like have you ever like checked this out or have you ever read this and like you turned me on to stuff just by mentioning it um and uh, versa, man. that was one of the things i've always loved about like you and like the and the just like yeah large like the crew as well like it was like we were constantly exposing each other to things like you know like and it sort of like constantly pushed our boundaries of taste and like you know interest yeah. and everything and it was yeah it was so fucking like like looking back on it it was just like damn that was so uh like formative in a way yeah you know i mean that's we're so like so lucky to i've talked to tons of other people our age and you know like just kind of told stories about back then and they're like wow i didn't have like a, a group like that or a place like like the estate um yeah. and i mean you know at a time when you're in angsty youngster <laughs> you don't feel like anybody gets you and then we just had this giant like again like our little yeah group yeah. of broken toys yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. I don't know. we were really like the, we were like the island of misfit toys uh, but, <laughs> yep. but it was like we it was like that you know and that that's something i keep thinking about with wenatchee in general is that like it the the way life was when in the valley was fairly fucking boring for the most part unless you like carved out something and and that's basically what we like eventually like did 
you know, like when I was talking with Dusty and Nick, it was like all you guys, you know, bef- before I even like gotten, you know, got it, you know, involved with everybody, we all became friends. Like you guys were like working on this, like sort of, I don't know, you guys had this little group that you guys were kind of doing your thing, having fun. Like, I don't know. It was just like, it, yeah, like, I don't know. Shitty music. Making <laughs> shitty music, but like, it was all like, it was all like imaginative and like driven by itself, which was so funny. Like, that's like the thing. It wasn't like, driven by like the need like the thirst to like to like be a star or be like a, you know the best or it was just like well i mean sort of the best we are all we are all like faux like it was like faux the best we we're all like puffing out like our you know our comedic you know fake strongman chest to me and like yes let's do this epic thing or like let's make this epic music but it's like a like a band like uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of was it sabaton um, Sabaton. No, what is that? What they're is, like they're they're pretty interesting. They're um they're a metal band. Uh, classifying them would be fun. I guess they're kind of like <laughs> fair enough. That's always the worst part of that. I'll have to look them up. I just listen to Spotify it, but, now. Um, they really they do a lot of uh, they're really into history and they write like albums about like old warships and like okay. historical events. It's super strange, but That's like cool. they're really into it and they're they're really talented, but their stage persona is just super silly. And Do they it, have you know such singles as Defense of Moscow? Probably. I, okay. I haven't like listened to them a ton, but yeah, that sounds like them. But <laughs> okay. I mean I think I found them, but anyway. If yeah. if you if you're not in the know, like you look at them like these guys are absolutely ridiculous. And they're like, Yeah, we know. We're yeah. just not gonna say that we know. We're just gonna do this like with full conviction. There's tons of bands like that, but absolutely. But but that's awesome. But I, I always appreciate those kind of suggestions because it's like you know I've been I, I've been trying to rekindle the the Jay Schmouter El Capitan uh, a little like a little bit. It's like it's really you know we're like very cursory i don't even i like really hesitate to even like admit that like out loud you know <laughs> unless, we, unless, unless we're all whispering it together you know well if but, you guys do um if you need i know it it's like super important if you need a keyboard stand i'm your oh man <laughs> oh do you remember that <laughs> i do i fucking do dude oh my god like i to this day that like i mean and like i give just nothing i give props to you my friend like that I just have this vivid image of just David just doing whatever the fuck he usually, he's doing with the keyboard. Like and he was smashing like, it on my back. Yeah, I know. And I was just like, oh my. <laughs> oh, and his girlfriend French braided my hair before the show, so that was extra <laughs> weird. And hey, I man, just I enjoy a good French braid these days. I got I yeah. got my hair up, but uh, no, you got me beat. I'm I'm a, I'm a normie now. But dude, that I was that was another thing I was thinking about recently. I was like, I was like, holy cow, man, like. I feel like I just like took hair, took your hair and like put it on my head and just gave you my like what whatever like. Hey, hair kinda... you can have it as long as you don't part it down the middle like I did. <laughs> Such cringe. It's okay, dude. Like if you look back and see some of my haircuts from back then, man, like I, I don't think I ever had a single fucking good haircut. Maybe that's why I just grew my hair out eventually. I was just like, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I think I think it's necessary for you to be a truly angsty young long-haired kid who listens to rock and metal music to have just a shit haircut so you just are constantly angry and like can't look at anyone or in yourself in the mirror just like it's the sliver in your hand you can never get rid of you're just like, <laughs> my life is ass and in like a handful of weeks you know you're just gonna go get another shitty one yep. <laughs> 
I think though, um, the like I was talking to Jameson. I'm actually at his house right now. Um, oh. They're in Hawaii. I'm dog sitting for him. But um, I, we were talking about his hair back in the day. Oh my god, had, his hair was fucking epic. <laughs> like beautiful red curly locks. But his mom said you can't have it in your face, like in your eyes. So that's... she'd make him get the bangs. Oh my god, that's why and, it was like that. I never yep, knew that. Yeah, that was his condition. He could have long hair, but he had to. He had to do that. And <laughs> I said, we should give your mom a prize because, I mean, you had the best hair out of anyone. Like, oh, I still sure. have a picture of us playing a show and everyone's like, who's who's that? Like, That's Jameson. <laughs> like, his hair is crazy. I like it, though. Yeah, dude. Like, his hair, his hair was, like, the best. Like, it, like, shoulder length, little, like curly oh my god dude i just never knew that's why the frame like i always wondered like kind of framed his face and like i never knew why oh man that was like so that's like something my mom would have pulled like you know like all right you can you're fine but just like nope i want to see your eyes <laughs> my, my parents used to like be like we set up a hair appointment for you and i'm like why i don't need to cut it and they're like you need to cut it it's too long and i was like all right and i just like wouldn't show up to it yeah i think i think one time they drove me and then i just ran i just ran down the street (laughs) it was like i'm not doing it yeah dude i mean my my parents my folks like they uh they were just like they were adamant that i wouldn't have long hair it was like the strangest thing Uh, to this day though my dad every now and then when i have my hair down and i'm visiting him He'll like make this like side comment. He'll be like, "What is that? Your Jesus hair?" <laughs> Damn was, right. And I'm always like, "What is that?" Like, come on, man. I mean, but it's true. It's true. I guess it's uh, it is what it is. But yeah, like they just, it was just like growing up. They just never, uh, they would never like we get to like a certain length and then be like, "Nope, you gotta go get that cut." And then they take me to like some shitty place in the mall <laughs> where, where they like hatchet it up. Yeah, call it. Good. I had a bowl cut though, like going through middle school, probably. So I, I, I like the bowl cut look. Like, you, you pulled that off well. Hey man, I, I mean, we all we all look like members of Bring Me the Horizon at some point. <laughs> Bunch of oh anyway. Man, okay, so with like, what, what what do you like? Okay, with aviation maintenance, like, where are you at with this? Like, how do you? I was thinking, I was racking my brain about it earlier, and I was like, do you have to have like a um, like a like a pilot license to, to like work to like even well not probably like to, to be working on planes but do you want to get a pilot license as well um, as like work like work on planes i think i would at some point just for my own uh you know benefit uh if i did i think i'd go with helicopter over cool. fixed wing because if you do eventually you get the private and then the commercial rating and then there's a million other ratings you can get depending on what you're doing and uh, it's it's like i think it's more lucrative in a short and long term than uh if you're going to just be a, a fixed wing pilot like your best bet is getting a you know captain's job at horizon or whatever airline sure. and that's not really I don't know the lifestyle you, that goes yeah. with it. Yeah. Have you ever wanted, like, have you ever like wanted to fly just like, uh, just like a, for you know, hobby's sake for like you know? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I, I kind of figured I would do that eventually, but I decided. I mean, it'll be less uh, money for school and time and all that to learn how to work on them and then be able to make money to pay for 
you know, getting the license yeah. at some point. But um, also, I don't feel like if you're up in the air and something goes wrong, I mean, there's only so much you can do without landing. But um, yeah. <laughs> you should know how the thing works. So. Yeah, I mean, I it's, think it, I think it definitely give you a little more confidence. Uh, or terrified. Or yeah, I get, or actually, that's a good point. You just you like know exactly what's happening, and you're just like, I can't do that right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that I, actually kind of terrifying. I don't know. I've just I've I've never like I don't know if I've ever like had the desire to like fly like an airplane or like a helicopter or anything. Like, I think I've. Uh, I don't even think no, but I I don't think I've ever actually ridden in a helicopter. I've ridden in small like small planes, private planes, like commercial planes. But yeah, I don't think I've ever ridden in a helicopter. Have it's, you? Yeah, it's it's a oh, dream. Course, yeah. Like <laughs> it's a I did like a little discovery type flight. Where they just take you on a little tour and whatnot. Um, and I just remember how crazy it was. Like just sitting sitting in the chair. Yeah. And put the headset on, and you're all strapped in and all that. And then she's like, "Okay, we're gonna go," and just. It was like someone just came up and like bar mitzvahed my chair, just but then it just kept going. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was like, whoa, That's cool, actually. And it's it's slower, so it like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm kind of scared of heights, which is ironic. Yeah, so. that, that's kind of my thing, dude. It's like I I definitely have this threshold where it's like, I don't know, man. Like I I can handle it to an extent, and then like, I don't know. Last time I, I was flying, for instance, like. Like I couldn't. One claustrophobia was like kind of kicking in. I was just like, "Oh my god, man! Like I am in here." <laughs> and then two, I kept like thinking, like, "Damn, dude! I couldn't like, I couldn't put aside like the fact that we we're you know so far off the ground." <laughs> I just kept thinking yeah. about that. I was like, "We're going down. We're going down." <laughs> there, that's a good attitude to have because, <laughs> like, every time we like talk about something, my twisted brain starts working and i think about like a horrible situation like oh that's what would happen like if you <laughs> if you're in a, a jet like you know forty thousand feet and they're like oh we got a bail well one they don't have parachutes for you that's only yeah. for the crew um and two if you jump out good luck not hitting the wing or the the tail or something and then if you don't have oxygen at that height you're going to get hypoxic in seconds and pass yeah. out and not pull the chute so so, so just sit there and just pray like, i don't know <laughs> what was it i think there is this i think it was in a kevin smith movie i mean it sounds like it would be in a kevin smith movie but like oh my god there it was just like there's this whole sequence in this movie where they were talking about how this plane was going down this guy knew it like another guy and like this you know he was on a flight and the plane was going down and everybody's panicking and then all of a sudden one dude just like whips it out and just starts jerking off and then slowly but surely everybody on the plane starts doing the same thing <laughs> and like they're all just like trying to please themselves before they die <laughs> like, i mean i would i don't know i, 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 don't, know if I, if, I don't know if i go that far but like <laughs> it would make more sense if they look at each other like you want to do this like we're about to die yeah 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 fair enough like anybody 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 let's anybody want to know this no. No. okay i guess last minute you know free fall gangbang <laughs> i'm just gonna have an orgy on this plane as it goes down <laughs> that'd be the one the, the black box recording is gonna be insane what, what kind of fucking scene man <laughs> Oh man. So strange. Uh, man. That's definitely not yeah. something to Google, by the way. Don't ever look at <laughs> black box recordings. Really? That's, you won't sleep. Oh man. Well, now I'm, I mean, uh, I shouldn't even brought it. Now crap. I'm intrigued. That might be a coffee and contemplation episode. That's a, that's a rough one, man. That'd be a heavy one. 
I know. I've like in the past that show. Okay, so to be fair with Old Heart Radio, I've never tried to like limit the crassness on it. Uh, <laughs> Good. And at times it has gone like in the past. I've definitely like I've listened to like some old, very very old like. Uh, you, we used to do this show called You Snooze You News, mm-hmm. and it would like sometimes the like the news stories were just like a you know that I don't know they were just a little morbid and we were just like laughing them off and I'm just like, hey man, that's that's what you know, that's, I get that. That's life. That's life. I get that because I mean that's something that I mean in the army, if, it was weird because you have to be super politically correct now, like like yeah. really really like. Um, which that's is thing, which is good. I, I mean, it's 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 good and it's not. It has yeah, it, it has its limitations. But I mean, in itself. If, but it's it's pushing for a good thing, I think. Yeah. In general. And uh, we, we're always like open about like discussing stuff. Like, hey, if we said something, defend you. Let's talk about it, sort it out. You know, it's just like any job. Yeah. But the the gallows humor present in the military is probably second to none. Yeah. Because when you're in these situations, which I mean, thankfully, I never wasn't any super hairy situations never deployed or anything like that but uh i mean you hear all these stories that people would tell and things that they went through and then they like find a way to make a really really messed up joke about it but yeah, you can't help but yeah you can't help but laugh with them because i mean one they're coping and mm-hmm. two it's like i don't know if 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 someone was talking about me and something that happened to me i'd, I'd be happier if they made a joke about it and like someone like went oh man that's bad then them all just being sad about something happening i don't know i agree with that man that's a like 100 like that's fucking that, that that's a really good train of thought i think uh, i would much rather have have people you know cringe and and you know laugh at like the fate that, uh, of whatever you know i i however i ended up with rather than like at the mention of it you know like the room falls silent yeah and everybody's like somber like that's not the way to be fucking remembered man like you know like if if i ever you know just if i were to die unexpectedly and had to have some kind of you know they're having a wake or a funeral or whatever i'm like just roast the fuck out of me like (laughs) like if 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 there is some ghost of me like hanging around listening i want to just like (laughs) you know as i drift off into the afterlife like I don't know. I yeah. All this just like, oh, he was nice and blah blah blah. Like, no, talk some shit. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm with you. I think it's well, laughter is like celebration, man, and, and, in a lot of ways. And uh, I think that 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 is like, you know, the way to go out. With being remembered with like, uh, you know, fond fonder memories that people can either make fun of or laugh or laugh with you. Oh, speaking of fond memories that and and cringe and other things <laughs> and i think you know where i'm going with this i think i do i think you do, I think yes. you do. um uh, nick, nick <laughs> texts me one morning and he said jared feels very sad because <laughs> he um in the comic book club cleansed you <laughs> and we can we can elaborate on that a little more because I'd, I'd love to get like it's a little fuzzy that memory not repressed or anything <laughs> no, <not> repressed. <laughs> no it's not like that but um i like it made me sad because i was like oh like jared feels bad like about what happened and i was i laughed like not that you were feeling bad but yeah, yeah. that 
because I like I told Nick, I'm like, that's like a super fun memory for me. It's ridiculous. Well, that's I mean, that is good. Good to hear. I just it was like the. All right, let's tell the story. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and I'm I'm kind of fuzzy on some of the details still, but uh, but for the most part, what what happened was (laughs) the comic book club was formed and it quickly sort of turned now i don't want to say enough into a full-on authoritarian regime but it was like it was you know it was, i thoroughly had, enjoyed we had every some, meeting we had some strict rules uh that yes. were regarding reading material what that, was the rule jerry tell us the uh, rule. it could only be uh we, we could only read comic books and we could only discuss comic books <laughs> and that excluded manga that did exclude manga at the time if i was at, if i was sitting president of that club right now i would i would revise these rules i, I figured you know. would say that because I, I said oh i read a manga once and <laughs> at, at a, like, like an idiot like after you just got done laying down like these are the rules and i was like oh let me break that like i could just be quiet and not incur any tribulation but i'm gonna speak up and you know i'm glad i did but yeah. i'm glad i did you you so, looked at me like what you must be cleansed like <laughs> exactly so you know maybe cleansing wasn't the best term but uh, you know we had a, to get the demon out of you <laughs> it was a, well that's actually ironic because the manga that i read was death note that's what nick told me dude. i was like i can't believe death have you note. ever read it I, I I have man and I like it, that that's that's what I mean like as an adult I've I've learned I've it's learned to one. appreciate the manga no but yeah dude I was like <laughs> like when he told me that I was just like god damn it dude and then kind of like for me that kind of grinds it a little bit I was like ah. I was like it was a good one too uh, yeah but yeah so basically from from finding out that that you know you had transgressed tainted, tainted your soul with my reading of manga uh we mostly you know well well it was organized a cleansing ritual was organized which involved it was which very would, organized which would involve was that the same this, this is what i'm trying to remember i think it was the same night that we were also trying to binge watch lord of the rings movies at jameson's house no it was that, that. different was that a different C- night because the night that we did that nick and i just went outside and shot longbows for like 12 hours <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so I do remember that it like <laughs> basically like we had you, well, who was holding you? Is there, there's Everyone. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of people. Um, well, I think Jameson like so the first thing you guys did was um, I I I think I stripped down to my my boxers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my hair was super long, so it was like a very Christ-like kind of vibe going on. And you you guys all picked me up over your heads, That's like right. I was crowd surfing, and That's threw right. me in the pool. That's right, because well, because well, we had the. Not only was it enough to like to you know like to rat tail you, but like we had to we had to make sure that you were like. Just, <laughs> No, I can, like, I can still, like, it's coming back to me, like, I remember you threw me in the pool, and then I got out of the pool, and then uh, I was instructed to, Jameson had that, that brick wall by the pool, so I put my hands on the brick wall, like, <laughs> and I still remember you looking at me, and, like, winding the towel up, and then you, like, you gave me this evil yeah, yeah. little look as you dipped the yep. tip in the, in yep. the pool. <laughs> that was it, that. <laughs> but then, like, after, like, the first couple little 
smacks with the the rat tail. I, I saw like a look on your face, like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> We've gone too far. And I'm like, I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> like I'm the one getting whipped. And then I don't really remember oh much my after God, that. Tearing like, up over this is so fucking funny. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember like drying off or like getting dressed again. I don't remember. Like a, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that, but I definitely remember like picking you up and throwing you in the pool. And then I, I definitely remember, like, that was like like the like the the moment for me that's like all, like always like captured is like just is dipping the rat tail in the pool. Oh yeah, you it was like very it was like the, it was like the extra on top of everything else. I was like, it's like it was, you know, they put they put you know they tie glass shards and whips like you know rat tails need to be dipped in water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just a little. But I got you like right on that was like the one I did. I I think for the most part it was like I I got you like good once. And that was like on the side, I think. Yeah, I mean, it like it was nothing to. Yeah, I mean, and I think like, at that point I'd already gotten like a few tattoos, so I was like, whatever. Well, and that and that's what I mean. That's like it's like so really it was like this like big. It was this big unnecessary ritual for technically an unofficial club at the high school. No, it wasn't okay. actually. Well, we were an official club. It was <laughs> it was a lot more than that, and this is why, because like. Um, I mean, I was like, I was tight with like Rex and, and Jameson and everybody a little bit, but um, I was kind of like the the friend groups were still like merging at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe this is way too okay. metaphysical or whatever, but um, I remember thinking like, like having that feeling like, okay, this is like our our group of people, but we're not like yeah. cemented with each other yet. Yeah. And I felt like after that point, like. Um, like I remember, because afterward you said he has been cleansed, he's forgiven, and um, yeah, I remember that too. And then it was like I feel like after that, like you know, you and like Scott Weiss and some of the other guys that I didn't know as well, um, we all kind of like just kind of came together and bonded a little bit more because no, they were like, "This kid's fucking crazy. <laughs> what did well, we no, just I, do?" I, I that's actually like a really like a like a really good point is that. Like, yeah, like right near that time, it was kind of like we were, uh, you know, this like hodgepodge group of like, you know, friends, but we were all like in this like stage of like really getting to know each other. Yeah. And yeah, this like this, I mean, as weird as this sounds, this this quote unquote cleansing event <laughs> it did sort of like it became this like, uh, I don't know, it just became like one of the first real kind of like ridiculous like hangout sesh like things that kind of launched us into like the like being really tight with each other and, yeah. and growing a lot a lot more with each other but uh yeah dude i mean that was the thing i i mean i definitely remember like about about you is like is that you you were like the fucking firecracker dude like you were like you like somebody could light like not in like an angry or like aggressive way but it was like somebody could light your fuse and you would just like you jump on an opportunity to like do something great like crazy or wild or just like be energetic and like i don't know man like that was uh, i don't know it, it's like it, it's an inspiring trait because it's, not, well, it's something it's something I've, I've never really like been great at i like i really always have to push myself really hard to be outgoing and so see i think it's like but that, that's an interest. I like the way that sounds a lot better than how I would look at it. Because for me, I mean, it's really just undiagnosed ADHD and a Fair desperate right. desire to be accepted. <laughs> so <laughs> I like your take better. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, 
yeah though yeah an outside an outside perspective definitely helps yeah, that's I think. nice but, I'll, I'm, I'm, i'll keep that but you know it's like yeah there's that and that's one of the things that like looking back on the dynamic of like all of all of our all of the members of this like friend group that we had was that like everybody everybody brought some sort of energy to the table you know what i mean and and that i think is what kind of helped like perpetually just keep like imaginative like ridiculous things happening amongst us <laughs> like, right you know? like i just i just had this thought because i i i mean we kind of brushed on like metal subgenres a little bit mm. i've been i mean i've just been at the house like hanging out with this sleepy dog and i watched a four-hour documentary about metal subgenres so that's that's been on the mind a bit lately and i just had the thought as you were saying that like if each like member of the the friend group was the personification of a subgenre like who would be who i think i think rex would be black metal i think at so. least for me because yeah. he introduced me to it yeah i've <laughs> i have vivid memories of, of rex with with corpse paint corpse on paint. So, <laughs> so you know yep. like that was i mean like some of that wild shit dude like and that, that 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 was always one of the things too like some of that wild shit like happened around like music man like it was just like for some reason we just used the energy of music to even to be even more ridiculous and watching rex play bass when while in corpse paint is one of my favorite memories tucked in the back of my mind <laughs> i mean i gotta give him a little bit of shit though because um uh not too much but i remember when uh we were talking about like different kind of bands we liked and stuff um i think we were at jameson's house again and uh, we were watching like headbangers ball and uh demon board gear came on and oh, i was yeah. like oh these guys are sick and they're all like will you listen to this like what's wrong with you and like a couple months later they're like yeah that shit's so good and then rex just goes on a black metal binge I'm like okay okay and now it's accepted <laughs> yep. The black metal and manga, man. I was ahead of my time. You were. You were. <laughs> Never forget that. Uh, well. But yeah, okay. So if Rex is black metal, what would Nick be? Power metal. Oh, Duh. yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. That was an easy one. All right. Uh, what about Jameson? What do you think Jameson would be? I think Jameson's like that uh, like post-hardcore, um, just, you know, like that barrier dead kind of, Yeah, yeah. I guess a little bit of metalcore vibe. Slightly tough. Slightly yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah like kind of sensitive but kind of okay. also like like if you listen moody. to the lyrics they're really they're really like they hit you but yep. it's presented really gruff yeah <laughs> it's like a someone yelling at their therapist in a, in a growl saying some real <laughs> shit but <laughs> fair enough oh man uh what about what about like <laughs> what kind of metal would uh would dusty be for instance <gasps> I mean, that's probably a, like, that's a good question. I, I feel like you heavy feel like, metal, like the classic yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, exactly. I was thinking like, have like, yeah. Because he always, he always kept it like kind of on the rock and like, definitely. you know, the oldies, like that was a big thing that I think of when I think of him. Well, though I'm not great with metal uh, genres, what would you, what would you want to, what would you classify yourself as though, man? Jeez. I mean, for a lot of high school, probably like stoner metal. Stoner metal, maybe, but like thrash. Probably because I listen to it. I'd say yeah, thrash. I like thrash because you or, or like because it's just like it's you know you got some energy, but I don't know. Like, what would you what what, what would you want to what kind of metal would you want to be if you had to be metal? I mean, now it'd be <laughs> it would be different now, but at the time, um, I don't know. I was yeah, I was listening to a lot of thrash and. Um, I guess kind of like doom, stoner metal too. Smoked a lot of weed. So but what about now? Now, oh, um, 
I don't know, like symphonic black and death core. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of it, so. <laughs> symphonic black and wait, did you black say and, Okay. Black and death. Symphonic so, black and death core. Yeah. What makes it blackened though? Is it like um, it's like it's tip it's dipped in black in black? It, like it's, it's like it's a little bit black metal? A little bit. Like some of the, the tonalities and the yeah. guitar stylings or even the vocals are, you know, near that, but it's not pure true cult. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean honestly, like it's legitimately interesting to me. Like I, I don't like I I have never really like I've talked to Jeremiah about this before, where I've never really dug too deep into like like those many subgenres of metal and like you know it's exhausting it but they're all like i mean if you break them down like they are like different you know like to a lot of people it'd be like well this one and this one sound sound the same and this one like it's like there are like you know these like interesting differences that you can note in between these like genres with these subgenres of metal yeah i mean it's also blended now too that it's kind of it's kind of silly and like a fun little game but if there's people who take it way too seriously um like anything with metal but uh (laughs) at the end of the day just be like i I think heavy music is a good umbrella to like you know like yeah you go and figure out the rest on your own if you want but um, that's always that has always been the hardest part about uh what god i say that like it like that's true one of the hard things about like when you're like in a band or part of a project is like when somebody comes up to you and wants to know more about like your group and they're like what what kind of what do you guys play like what kind of genre are you and it's like dude it's so hard to break that down are you screamo yeah it's like it's like it's like i don't yeah you know like i've racked my brain about that so many times for various music projects and i'm just i'm always just like i don't know i've always i've always preferred to come up with my own title (laughs) yeah i mean because like you know you have multiple people in the band and they're all lending their influence and the stuff that they kind of like and like you know a lot of our bands were like that it was a there'd be a a hardcore breakdown and then immediately like a blast beat black metal verse or something well exactly there's i mean and that was something i always loved was that like it was like whether it was like versatile because it was like we were making it like you know forcing the song to be versatile or whether it was just like you know whether the song was just kind of fluidly becoming versatile like there were so many different styles jammed into songs sometimes like you go from like ska to metal to like (laughs) you know to like a like a jazz like interlude and like you know just like ridiculous ridiculous stuff but yeah that's like that's why like like schmouter for instance like always like I always just tried to call magic rock right like it just became a thing it became the standard for jay schmouter uh when me and jeremiah had this other group uh called a a friend uh it was uh we we got really tired of trying to like people when we were booking shows everybody was like well like i need to know how to book you uh like who you gonna like what kind of music you're gonna play with and all this shit and we just started telling people deep roots brutal (laughs) (laughs) i've listened to i've listened to a friend yeah it's deep yeah i don't know i don't know what i'd call it either yeah exactly let's go with that but that's that was it like i mean we just came up with it because it was like deep roots brutes was like <laughs> fun to say well yeah fun to say but it's like it's like you know it, it's like a, it's all in the gut anyway you just eventually like let it out and that's all like a friend was really was just like us just like yelling at our instruments jeremiah was obviously making structuring songs a little a little more i was just sort of yelling things into a microphone i guess 
Too bad, Mike. Well, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know, some deep roots, roots. But yeah, like I don't know. It's like that. That kind of. It's always really interesting because when you dig into like genres of music, they're like especially nowadays they have splintered off into so many different types of music like i was just like i was just listening to you know a, a two-hour vaporwave fucking uh, track on youtube and like vaporwave like i remember when i got first introduced to it was just like a couple years ago and it, yeah. it seems to be like this amalgamation of not only like synth wave and like you know uh, synth pop and all this all this kind of synth music but like also this like it's like almost a point to make artistic or like cart or like vi- music videos with vaporwave. Yeah. And like, it's like this blending of like visual and uh, audio, you know, in this I'm, wild day. Jeremiah, of course, the musical encyclopedia on legs. Yeah. Um, very long legs. But anyway, um, he- very, very, very long legs. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he gave me some vaporwave to listen to like right when I was like going through my divorce. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at him like, you son of a bitch. Like I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm in my house like with my headphones and just weeping. I'm like, why did he do this to me? It's so good. Oh man! But it was it was good. It was it was yeah. probably the right move at the time. But hey, it's you know, <laughs> it sweeps you into an ocean of emotion sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah was actually he he was the one who got me on, hooked on vaporwave. He actually got me hooked on vaporwave through Simpson Wave. Yep, ever, me too. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Simpson That's Wave. the video that made me cry. Oh man, dude, I love I love those <laughs> fucking videos. <Yeah. laughs> they are emotional. They are you? really they, like, which is hilarious, shit, because it's the Simpsons, and you like the juxtaposition is kind of odd. But like, I remember there's just like some video where, um, uh, like, uh, Homer's driving around, and then he gets in bed with Marge, and like they're like all distant from each other, and I was like, this is so fucking sad. Yeah, dude, look what's oh happening there. God. It's like yeah, or like they, they, you know, some of the videos like they turn to these like like there's like uh, one of the videos where it's like cuts of you know the episode where Homer's like stoned and he's like shaving and he's like doing all these fantastical things and it's like yeah dude like they can be like really uplifting in some ways and then like sometimes they take like uh, like really fun moments from The Simpsons and just like for some reason paired with the music it also just darkens it up you know and it's yep. just like it's it's weird it's wild but it is kind of fun I, I usually just pop it on for like you know if like we have some people over i'm just i don't know what else to put yeah. on. I'll, just, I'll just put on like a simpson wave video and just let it roll from there <laughs> just yeah i mean that's that's that was like my background music for a long time was just like the um just synth wave or i got really into like gunship and uh dance with the dead and lots of stuff nick was showing me a lot of stuff too and um yeah there's just i don't know i've been i've definitely been in a metal phase again lately i've been trying to <laughs> trying to get my my guitar chops back what, oh yeah man what little i had at the time but hey man you, i i for the first time ever have actually bought like pick, bought myself like a little acoustic guitar to start like finally learning how to play some so you know like i i've like it's been so weird that i've been like around people that have played instruments for this long basically and then like you know now that i'm not like around anybody i can jam with i've just been like oh shit man like 
I gotta start jamming with myself, I guess. <laughs> That's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> so yeah, I feel you, man. Like at least at least you have you have chops though, man. Like you just gotta you just, you just gotta I, hone them again a little. Bit. I, that's that's generous because <laughs> um, I, I could like I could parrot things like I could learn to play a song and I, I had some finger dexterity to a point, um, but I never really like I didn't spend enough time learning theory and songwriting and just all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And now I'm, that's what I'm trying to do is fill in those gaps so that I know where I can okay my fingers can walk but where are they gonna go yeah that's that's like the biggest thing for me right now is that like i basically i have to do like all of that right like it's like for like i'm so used to when, I, when i'm trying to think about like songs and structures and like dicking around i'm so used to doing that with like sticks in my hand you know playing the drums or something yeah i've just recently like started dicking around on bass before i bought this and so like that kind of helped like start getting this dexterity in my hand yeah but like holy shit dude like my fingers are not like used to like the way that i need to like hold strings and like move my fingers and stuff like that it's wild and then that, I think that about, takes a bit yeah and then i think about that and then think about like when i look at something like some sort of instructional thing to be like okay well, like learn how to play this i'm like what am i fucking looking at <laughs> i don't know what that is yeah i yeah, can't like, read music i don't know like, how to read music fretboard i see this <laughs> so um, so it's I actually like I'm piecing it all, you know. I uh, you mentioned drums, like I actually um, I don't have a set yet, but um, that's been my oh yeah. Like, I've just that's that's actually what got me like back into wanting to do music again was I just I was talking to my dad um, and we were talking about like I'll show him like Mashuga or or something crazy I'm like hey, like listen to the drummer like listen to this like I know you don't like this kind of stuff but like, it's really focus like focus on that yeah it's really cool and he's like yeah that's that's interesting and then he'll be like here listen to some blues or whatever but um, he just looked at me one day and he goes you have a lot of energy and you seem very like um, honed in on the rhythmic aspect and you should learn to play the drums and I was oh, like. Yeah, why didn't you tell me that when I was 13? But <laughs> so, I mean, that's something I haven't got a set yet, but I wanted to start. And I mean, oh, as someone who's been playing for for longer than I have, which is yeah. zero, what, what, what advice can you give to? Oh man. Uh, well, don't smoke weed and play the drums at first. You'll get lost in trying to figure out your timing. <laughs> but, okay. I remember, I remember one time jamming with Jeremiah. Uh, we had like it was like one of the rare occasions. Like, uh, uh, like back, back in this handful of years, like I just wasn't really smoking weed. I was like definitely drinking way heavier. Uh, but like we, I don't know. I, I had smoked some of his bowl or something, you know, one of his J's or whatever. And like I remember just sitting down and just like we were jamming. And then I slowly just started like I was like counting, you know, like the the ride symbol that I was keeping. And then I was like count, like I was trying to count that. And then counting on top of that the bass drum, and then counting on top of that the snare, you know. And I was just like, it was just like I don't know. It tripped me the fuck out. So don't do that work. at first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> stay with me. Do that later. That, those are advanced drum moves. <laughs> I know because I remember Rex telling me like, "Man, it's so much fun to just get ripped and just jam on the drums." And I'm like, well, "Yeah, you you know how to play them already." <laughs> it is, but I mean, you probably you. But the thing is, you also probably already have some rhythm anyway. So like, you you know what I mean. So it wouldn't be like you just like not knowing anything about music and like sitting down and be like you know knocking on stuff like you, yeah. you probably you probably know how to play a fucking rock beat and like that can translate to you know a jazz beat pretty easily and like i mean in theory but i think like i brought like a, a practice pad and i've been oh yeah like nice. working on doing um rudiments and yeah. just kind of getting the hand stuff down yeah. and yeah. 
Um, but I mean, I think the thing that's like, cause I'll just do it like, you know, on my lap or while I'm sitting around trying to get like the limb autonomy going and, Definitely. you know, I, my, I got a hyper, I got a hyper foot. It wants to kick all the time. I just like, I just want to heel toe. Yeah, dude. Can't though. I can't though. <laughs> I, you know, like I, back in the, like when I was playing a lot more, like I tried to get into using a double bass and I just like, you know, it, it's not that I can't use a double bass it's like you know it's fairly straightforward you just have to i mean it takes a little thinking but <laughs> you know what i mean but sure. uh it's just i never i never got a preference like i never liked it like it was just to me it was like a, it was just like this auxiliary pedal that i kept mistaking for the hi-hat pedal yeah <laughs> and i was just like and i never used it enough to like justify it and so i was just like i don't know i just always like the single but yeah they like i remember I mean, tr D troy when he came back from when he like one yeah. summer from hollywood vine you know when hollywood vines came back like he was like his heel toe like on his base was so fucking incredible like i was troy's just, like, so good i was just blow like it blew my dick off i was just like what the fuck is happening dude like where like i don't I think, know dude. was it was it i think it was schmouter that played at studio seven that one time like the first yeah, time yeah we did. and we all drove over there and uh, i remember when they mic'd um troy up on that system and then he just started going into it. i was just like oh my yeah, god like fuck, fucking thunderous dude it was <laughs> awesome yeah uh yeah i've never never gotten to his his level dude that, he was always like that dude mastered that like his drum set so early on and then he just started like perfecting perfection it was fucking crazy yeah like uh but no i mean like I, I like you know you mentioned that you you know you got you know a lot of a lot of energy and you, you you know you joked about it kind of being like undiagnosed ADHD or whatever. Oh no, uh, that's true. But I feel it. <laughs> no, well, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I know. Like, I, I 100% understand that because like that's that was like a kind of besides wanting to like you know hop on an instrument and make some noise like that was kind of a motivating factor for myself like my folks when i was uh younger and not to like disparage them or like make fun of them or anything they just like it was at that time where like things like add were really kind of like naysayed in the media yeah. and they just never bought into the idea that like all my extra attention and like my issues with focusing uh were linked to anything like that and so as an adult i found that sitting on the drums really kind of was like a great outlet for myself because yeah. you know when you're jamming you do get lost in the fucking like beat man like you're sitting back there and you just get lost in it and it's so nice and they, and you know that you're like a driving force behind there and that there's so much going on between your legs and your arms and like you're thinking about you know what's coming up and like where you're going with this and how you're leaning you know it's just like it, it's a great use of energy is, yeah. is what i'll say and so it's I, I definitely like if you can get your hands on the set and you have a space to jam dude like get, do it man it's I, that's it's, that's my plan for the fall i'm gonna i, I looked into i was kind of skeptical at first but the technology's improved so much on the the e-drums i've been thinking about that too yeah and um so i'm gonna use that old finance option from sweetwater get me Hell a nice yeah rolling kit and nick's been kind of helping me i bought a like a scarlet uh audio interface and i've nice. been working on building that kind of stuff up so i can at least use it to practice until i can Definitely. you know do something good enough to collaborate or whatever yeah for sure hell yeah yeah that's definitely like you know it's sort of similar like i actually like a handful of months ago i just like bit the bullet i was like all right I, i'm gonna just commit to getting some new equipment like i uh you know i got like a couple new mics like a new uh, portable like recorder and shit like that but then immediately I turned around and I was like hmm 
should I go get like a new bass amp for this bass that I want to get? Like, <laughs> should I go, you know, it's a rabbit I, hole. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I could really go need, I could use a really nice plush drum throne. That you know, like, I know I've already like, like I've already started being like, oh man, I I need a new, I need a seven string. Maybe I should get a Kemper unit. <laughs> it just it's exactly. Like, oh shit! Here we go. Immediately start tumbling, dude. You, I, you and uh, Nick were talking about uh, how insane buying music gear is and yeah. then you guys mentioned fly fishing gear and oh, yeah. i was yeah, laughing was, my ass off because it's like i did both of those things that's what i was thinking about you when we were talking about that dude <laughs> because i was like i like yeah I, like you like you love like like how like how much time do you spend fishing and how versus how much time you do you want to spend fishing um well with school it's definitely taking a major back seat but yeah. um i mean Right when I first like got into it, like the first two or three years, I every single chance I got, yeah, I was just obsessed. And I think it was like processing all the craziness that was going on, like right after I got out of the military, because um, it was yeah. just a nice way to like, all right, I'm gonna go focus on something and like Good. quiet my brain. You know, it's like it's very meditative. Like, um, it's like like anything that you know takes a, a physical and mental like focus to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not rocket science, but um but uh just i mean just correct me if i'm wrong were, were you fly fishing or did do you do like more other types of fishing as well yeah I, i'm definitely not a, an elitist or anything like okay I, if, yeah, um, I was like some people seem to like i was looking into oh, it yeah. like some people just like seem to really stick to one lane <laughs> when yeah. it comes to fishing and even within fish like fly fishing that you're like oh i only do this or genres and subgenres. <laughs> yeah for real it's it's just like when people just get way too into shit they start going crazy and acting like a douche but um yeah, and i'm guilty of it i had i I've had definitely that. i've been there too I had a six month phase where I was like, I'm only going to fly fish. And then I was yeah. like, you're being an idiot. Stop it. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely like, I, not about fishing, but I've definitely done it about, about other things in the past. And like, it's one of those things you just, you, it's weird. Like, it's like you either learn to, you learn that it's fucking okay for everybody to have their, their different, you know, shit. Or like, as you get older, you just like really double down on that viewpoint of like, I'm right. It's, it's and then like you become the, a metal grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the path to take. It's not the path to take. No. Uh, but okay. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what would you be like? What's your preferred, uh, like, is it meth method style of fishing? <laughs> Um, I prefer fly fishing if I can, if it's going to be effective. Like at the end of the day, there's a saying within fishing: the tug is the drug. You're just that dopamine yeah. drip of, ooh, I got a bite. You know, whatever the yeah, case yeah, may yeah. be. And yeah. Um, yeah, just chasing that dopamine. And um, <laughs> if I can, I'll fly fish. But if it's just not going to work, then I usually have both setups in my car. So I'll just go grab the other one and try that. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, do you like to do like just off the bank fishing or do you like to be on a boat? Both are cool. I mean, it depends. Uh, like just, uh, like in a stream or a river and just waiting and like being actually in it. And oh yeah, like it, everything about it, like it's kind of cold. Um, the way that the waiters feel when they're like squeezing your legs and you're like, it's so weird. Like you're in the water, but you're not, you're not wet. So it's, yeah, it's there's just a bunch of little wild. things like. I like that, but um, I mean, obviously, a boat's more effective. But yeah, fair. I mean, as long as I'm doing it and I'm not having a shitty time, then yeah. I mean, well, it's like a lot of things. I think like like, and you were saying it kind of earlier. You know, like people get way too 
uh, I don't know, like snobby or competitive with it or whatever. And so like that, I don't know. It's like that, that's not, as soon as that becomes like, uh, something that starts like flaring up in like a hobby of mine or something I like to do. And that's when I take that step back and just be like, yeah. all right, am I done for the day? Or like, am I like, you know, do I just need to like, let, let this, let this cool down for a second. Like, you know? I mean, I, I had a few moments like that where I kind of found my temper with it, mm-hmm. which is weird um, because it's such a relaxing thing to be doing. But I think that it also makes sense because when it gets encroached upon, it's really upsetting. It's like, yeah. I'm just trying to like fucking do this and relax. And uh, like, there's this thing called low holing. Um, and it's where um, if you're on a river and you're going to work like a certain area of the river, like a little run or like a pool or whatever. Okay. Um, usually you start upstream and you start fishing and working your way down. And um, if someone else comes to where you're at and you were there first, it's incredibly impolite to go downstream, like especially right now. Oh, yeah. Like kind of like hop ahead of you. Basically, like almost. you basically you're you're blowing up their spot. Like, yeah, it, I mean, there's people who take it too seriously, but it's it's just polite not to. Yeah. Um, unless you ask and they're like, yeah, go ahead. That's but interesting. I got I got low hold one time. It's like just by the most rude family of people. And I was like, hey, guys, like, could you I, I don't want to like I've been fishing here like yeah. I don't want to like hook anybody. The kids were trying to like swim and the, the dad was just like really rude to me. And I was like, you know what? Like it's, it's, you know, five or six of them versus me. Like go ahead. But <laughs> I got in the car and was raging. I'll kick, I'll kick the kids. I'll kick you in the dick <laughs> and then I'll run. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I feel you, man. Like that's sometimes it's just like you get in those situations. It's just where like, it's just not fucking worth it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, that sucks, man. That'd be frustrating. That's, that's interesting though. Cause it's like, uh, f- fishing is something that like I've done a handful of times very casually <laughs> uh, but it's like there's like you know like you're sort of saying there's these sort of like unspoken polite like you know rules to follow like that yeah. like, you know people kind of like you know follow a little bit and stuff like that which which is always interesting to me in terms of like you know sort of like cultures that pop up yeah I mean it's like going to a live show like if someone falls in the pit pick them up and yeah you know, try and help them find their hat that they lost or um, help them get away from that drunk dude in the Pantera shirt that's trying to like punch somebody. Exactly. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to be knocked over, just put your elbows out. People will know it's a barrier. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> Shit like that. Dude. God, dude, I, I really want to go to a fucking show soon, man. Like that, that's been, that's been something that's been like on my mind a lot lately. I've been looking, there's uh there's some some that I was interested in in Seattle, but I mean, I was going to ask you, like, because, you know, you're in Olympia, and yeah. I mean, I'd love to come over there and see some of those, like, oh, dude, I mean, for, for, for better or for worse, some of those local, like, black metal shows. Oh, those, yeah, dude. That'd be interesting. Uh, things haven't gotten popping off too much around town yet, but, like, they're definitely, you can tell, like, it's starting to head that way. Yeah. Uh, which would be kind of fun, because there is actually some, like, really decent metal shows. Like, back when like they're like shows are still going on and everything like there was there, there's a spot it's like it's probably the most notorious spot to play in olympia it's called la voyeur mm-hmm. and it's uh it's basically just like a little like fucking bar that serves you know a handful of food and they have like this fucking dark room in the back that like you can load in through the alley from and like you know you just run your own sound and you just set everything up and 
uh, it gets sweaty and nasty back there. It, it can get crowded at times, but the, some of the fucking metal shows I've seen there in particular have just been off the fucking walls, dude. Like people going bonkers in this little room and like, you know, like there's like a line of people up front all like thrashing their fucking hair and like, and it's just like, I miss that shit, dude. Like I miss that shit so hard right now. Like, yeah. like just being crammed into a fucking room with a bunch of people just fucking raging on something, you know? Like, like I honestly, I, I was talking to my, my girlfriend about like, hey, we could go see this band and they're playing with these guys. And um, like, she's um, never been to a, a metal show. Very open-minded. I've been scared oh, with a lot of shit, but um, dude, I was like, just to people watch. Yeah, that'd be fun, man. That'd be fun. I mean, sometimes that's what I that's what I do at like at shows. You know, like I sometimes it's nice to be like kind of upfront in the action if if you know that that's the energy. Sometimes I just like I like hanging kind of in the back, just like watching as like the room moves and watching the band play and like taking in the whole scene. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but either way, there's like yeah, the multiple aspects to enjoying a show. Yeah, any time, man. That that invitation I would love is that. always open. You're more than welcome to to come over. I don't necessarily have like an extra extra bed or anything, but I have a plush couch that you're willing that you're welcome to sleep I, on. I've slept on this couch that I'm sitting on right now for the past five days, and it's rather nice. Perfect. Well, I'm yeah. easy. It's better than a machine gun nest in the winter. So, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, dude, that'd be that'd be killer. Uh, but yeah, like I just, yeah, man, I, you know, this live music is just like, uh, it's just so weird. Like I, I, I quit drinking a while ago because I just have issues there. So, and you know, as an adult, you learn that you're just better off without, without some shit. Sure. Uh, but that caused me to like sort of stop going out for a really long time. Yeah. And sort of like right before, uh, things all kind of got shut down and whatnot i was like really getting kind of back into the groove of like checking out like whatever the set was at you know one of the local bars or whatever going on uh and then like you know now to not have it again i was like oh god damn yeah. <laughs> See, that's that's through. interesting like i feel like the opposite like whenever i go out like i'm not gonna drink but if i'm oh, yeah. at home i'm like yeah i'll have one fair enough no i used yeah i mean like that was yeah it just i guess like between like doing things like playing shows at like bars all the time and just like getting fucking drunk there and like you know then like recreationally doing something like with music and or like you know just going out to shows like it's i don't know i <laughs> i never had a problem not drinking back you know at, at yeah. a show uh but yeah i don't know like it's it's i i've found that like as like when i go to a bar to like check out a set now what i usually do you know perhaps i smoke some weed. i'm not saying i'm sober by any means i'm just no, i sure. just don't drink it's weed though come on it's like yeah. taking fucking vitamins yeah it's, it's it just <laughs> it, it helps with anxiety with anxiety you know what i mean that's uh but you know what i what i found was that i would go and instead of just kind of like being uh sort of there you know the music's playing and you're just sort of like you know doing whatever i found that i really started enjoying a little more like actually paying attention to the performance yeah and uh you know like and, and so it, it kind of became like this i don't know sort of interesting beneficial perk of going to the bar sober yeah. <laughs> so, you know because it really does like you, you, i don't know it's, it's expensive like it, too it is expensive it definitely can can rack up 
uh, not that I'm proud of it, but I've definitely spent too much money on that shit in the past. Oh, so, man, you know if, I mean? if someone like wrote me a check right now, all the money that I'd spent on weed and bullshit when I was yeah. like younger, like, oh, I'm going to buy, well, the teepee was a good choice, but. The teepee, um, oh my God, damn, damn right, that was a good choice. But other things, like if someone wrote me that check, I'd be like, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to take a year off. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's probably ridiculous. For real, for real. But yeah, man, I mean, I yeah, I hope that some stuff keeps kind of kind of popping off around town here. Like, there's like there's gonna be some, you know, like local sort of events happening here in Olympia that kind of like, I think they're they're advertising like live music, and so I imagine like, I say I imagine the town is probably like waiting for things like that to happen to to like then be like, okay, it is good to go, let's go. Like, but one of my favorite places. The best place to catch probably a set uh, in town here it was called it was called the Rhythm of Rye, and uh, they were doing like all sorts. Of, they have like funk bands, jazz bands, like they had like a, a regular like Monday night blues night where like all these old people would just sort of like crawl out of nowhere and just like all of a sudden own the stage and just fucking jam all night. Nice, you, you know, like all sorts of kind of stuff. And like they got shut down during all this because they uh like you know the, their landlord like wasn't really like doing much to help them like kind of work with rents and stuff like that and so right. like the guy kind of covered a few months and then he was like i just can't hold it down anymore yeah so it, it's like it's this huge blow and i'm just waiting to see when things open up like what the scene will be like without that stage available i mean i don't know if i don't know how i mean it would take a lot of work but yeah I, i've heard stories about like you know as like scenes like that are starting to come back they'll like do fundraiser concerts to try and like hey let's get that back going again yeah that could happen well all all this i mean you know in a very strange way kind of reminds me of like times like when when, like you know back in the day when like the grange closed or like you know there was just like literally uh the open mic night at cafe mela to play at you know like the birthplace of schmauer yeah like stupid shit like that where it's like all of a sudden there's just like you know there's just not like no activity and like no yeah. availability and it's just it like yeah, i don't know it just it, it's just like it gives you the stagnate the stagnant feeling like, yeah at least if you like if you like you know the energy of being sorry hold on <sighs> this is my oh, little puppy oh bowie. bowie bowie say hello hello bowie Okay, he's not. Oh, that's he's shy. Actually, I'm sitting next to a, a beagle as well. Oh my gosh! Look at, down there. look at that beagle. That's all he does. That's he sleeps. Full, that's a full beagle. Yeah, he's been sleeping for the most part, but he think I think he just kind of got up. But yeah, he uh, he sometimes does guest spots with me. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. So, whoa. <laughs> he's got something to say. He's got yeah. He's got the mic now. Give me that mic. Oh man, yeah, but. It would be yeah it would be fun like i keep thinking about like it'd be it'd be fun to try and get like you know maybe like a fucking i don't know like like even like a like a barbecue like or like night yeah. like scheduled but like maybe we can get like everybody as many people involved as possible you know it'd be great to get the crew together to in some capacity you yeah know i mean i think for the most part from my understanding we are all in the state <laughs> i think so i mean well jameson's Idaho, but yeah, close yeah. enough. Close, but close um, enough. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't be that hard. Like, I don't know. I mean, as cliche as it that would be, I mean, it is just a fact geographically. But Wenatchee might be like the most central I know, spot. But that's like you thinking, which is like so fucking weird to me. I was like, a lot of people like, have to travel. Yeah, I was like, basically, like 
that that that's it makes sense to be that kind of like a location though because we have people coming from you know uh, multiple different sides. I was like, uh, I'll have to rope Dusty into that conversation. Be like, Dusty, we're gonna yeah. use your. He's got the house. He's got the house, man. See if he opens his pool. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bomb your pool, man. We could recreate the cleansing. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, there you go. That's your. That'll be your moment. You yeah. have to. Do, you'll do you have want to, me to cleanse you? You'll have to dip a towel and, and, and wick me whip me one good one in the side. <laughs> oh no, that'd be fucking. Crazy. I don't even know if I know how to do that. I'd probably, I'd probably fuck it up. Oh man, good rat tail. A good rat. It, good rat tail never hurt anybody. It just made I'll, it stronger. <laughs> I'll, I'll start training. Yeah. 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 Start. Yeah. Start now. <laughs> oh, no, man. that'd be that'd be so sick. I mean, because like um, you're in Olympia, Jeremiah's in Wenatchee. Um, I'm actually moving back from Spokane um, okay. in a few days, so I'll be closer. I'll be in Quincy, okay, that yeah, area, yeah. Um, and then Jameson, Nixon on the coast. Yeah, Justy's there. Rex is there. Like, it wouldn't be that bad. No, I mean, not at all. Huh? A few of us would have to do a drive, but it'd be worth it. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be. I think it would. I think everybody'd be into it. So I think we should try and get everybody together. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, it's about hour twenty into this one, so oh, damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we'll we'll save another conversation for another episode Absolutely, for the hot dogs. Man. But I'm gonna hit the record button. Do you got anything you want to say to the hot dogs before we take off? Jeez, I should have prepared for this. <laughs> There's always a speech at the end. Just say salt and pepper, uh, <laughs> night ground nightgowns. Say. Salt and pepper nightgowns. There it is, folks. 